0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the People Over Perks podcast by Leapsum, where each episode we speak with an HR or people operations leader about how they're building a high performance culture within their company. In today's episode, I speak with Daniela Curra, the Chief People Officer from HeyJobs. I talk to Daniela about how she's supported HeyJobs as they have scaled over the last four years, how she's building a feedback culture within the organization, and how they're supporting their employees with mental health and a whole lot more. Enjoy the conversation. Okay, Daniela, thank you for joining us today on the People Over Perks podcast.
1: Nice. Hi Andy, thanks for having me.
0: Great. And so um so Daniela, you are the chief people officer at Hey Jobs. Um, tell us yeah. about Hey Jobs. What, what what is Hey Jobs as a company?
1: So Hey Jobs was founded in 2016 and our vision is to enable to everyone to find the right job to live a fulfilling life. So what we basically do is like our aim is to connect talent acquisition professionals, recruiters with talent in the marketplace. And I think as a talent acquisition manager or recruiter, you know the pain point of finding the right talent and really being able to reach that talent that you want to join your company. And we support recruiters in a very automated way to find the right talent for all the open job role positions and also help talent for them to have more visibility on which companies they apply to, what's out there for them, and have it really easy to apply to these positions.
0: Okay, excellent. And and how would you describe your role there then, as the as the chief Pe- chief people officer? Um,
1: so I would describe my role to really being at the center of building this company and um, really caring for making sure that we have a very safe, very productive, very pleasant work environment for everyone and just creating a workspace where everybody really can be themselves and contribute to the teams and just be successful in their jobs.
0: Okay, excellent. And, um, and how big is the company in, in total right now?
1: So we're at 120 people at the moment.
0: Okay, 120 people. And, and tell us a bit about your team specifically then. So how, how big is your team that you manage and how is that structured?
1: So we are seven people in the team and I think we work really closely with each other. So we really align so we can create one very consistent and very pleasant employee experience for everyone who's joining Hayjobs, but also who's developing at Hayjobs. And we do have very, we do have very set a team roles so we have three people caring for the talent acquisition part and then we have one person who's really focusing on the people operations and building the structure and one person for the office and who's caring for all the team events and then we have a person who does very specialized um, part of the learning and development and I think we have very specialized roles but make sure that we are working very consistently as a team together.
0: Okay, great. And um, and do all of those people report directly into you, or are there certain um, tiers?
1: Um, there's certain tiers. So at the moment, we have a fantastic head of recruiting, um, who is caring for that side and who reports into me. And we have two um, recruiters who will report to him and just um, go about the daily business. And then I have currently three people reporting into me who are caring more for the employee engagement, the operations side.
0: I see. Okay, that makes sense. And then who do you report to as the, as the chief people officer?
1: I report to Marius, who's uh, one of the founders, but also the CEO of the company.
0: I see. Okay. And has that always been the case that you've always uh, reported into the, the founder?
1: It has, actually. Um, I think um, both, both founders are called Marius's. So um, I think both of them build the company with a very people-centric outlook. So I think um, people was always at the core of the company, building the company. And I think it was always quite natural that they had a very direct connection to the people function. And I think it's always been like this. And I think it's, for me, a real luxury to really be so close reporting to him and discussing it with him, because I don't think in every company people has that kind of standing and that kind of focus for a CEO and I think I'm I think we are, as a company are very lucky.
0: Cool yeah that's, uh, that's, that's great always great to hear when the the founders are uh, so tightly connected to um, you know the company culture and, and that's always a, a focus for them and um, so I, I wanted to ask you about your your own career progression at, uh, at Hey Jobs because you've been with the company for four, four years now is that correct?
1: Yes. So I joined in January 2017, which is basically round about the time that the company had a product market fit and was really finding into its own of what we're doing today and, and growing. And yeah, I joined, um, I think, <laughs> I think my, my job title when I joined was a feel-good manager. Um and executive assistant. And it, it ended up just being wearing a lot of hats and doing a lot of things. Um, I um, was originally doing a lot of the business operations, um, which HR was always a part of, um, but it also had finance in it. And I think, I think as scaling a company is not a very straight path. So was my career development. I think there was a lot of off topics coming to me, um, things that I gave up, things that I gained. And I think it's, I think it's been like a very, very much roller coaster developing into this function. But I think this is part of the adventure of being part of scaling a company that um, it's not a very straight career path, but you're just trying yourself out and what you want to do and what you're good at as much as the company grows with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, and so your your previous job title up until very recently was VP of People.
1: Yes, it yeah. was. <laughs> and,
0: and so now as the Chief People Officer, um, how do you how would you describe the main differences between those two roles? Um, you know, has your your scope and level of responsibility changed as such?
1: Um, I think. I think with titles and levels i think every company has a very specific setup and system and what they mean internally for me because there was no chief people officer when i was vp um i think for me it didn't change as much the input that i had like i think i had for the last couple of years i already had a seat at the table to speak when we were discussing people topics, um, how we will grow the company from a people perspective. So, I think in that sense, it hasn't really changed the scope so much. I think the work, as you grow through the difference level that we have at pay jobs, the work becomes a little bit more strategically. So, I think you're more moving from very operational topics in the beginning to uh, making plans for the next year, for the next five years. So I think this has become a little bit more of a focus for me moving into this role. But um, yeah, I think um, as a VP, being the lead of the people function already, it hasn't really changed that much. Um, I liked it personally because I think... um, from a perspective of how diverse the leadership team is, I think it is nice to do it as a signaling to the company as well that um, this is possible for everyone. And this is a very natural career progression that's also possible for everyone.
0: OK, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And then. Um, and so also um you know within your role now what are the main metrics that you're looking at what are the things that you are really measuring to know that you're being <laughs> successful in your role
1: so uh, to be quite frank, um, coming from a little bit of a finance background, I think um, I do really enjoy Excel and metrics. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, I, think, <laughs> um, I think following them up is, um, and also what are you measuring and what's meaningful to you is very different for different companies. Um, the two metrics that we track very consistently and very regularly is um partly the recruiting side which is um hires made hires signed i'm um, looking into the conversion rates for me how the hiring process running just to do a lot more predictable resource planning and and trying to anticipate where you're going to have bottlenecks where do you need to adapt roadmap so i think this is a metric that is very important for you to see what are the capacities of the company in the next three months in the next six months and the second one is actually uh, the team happiness which is uh, how we call the engagement survey that we do quarterly and i think it it is a real regular sense of the pulse of the company and how people feel and what areas we need to get better at or what areas we're already really good at so this is the two metrics that I very closely monitor.
0: I see. Okay, and and within that engagement survey, what does that look like then? How how many questions does it does it consist of? Um, does that go to everyone <laughs> in the company? You know, to talk us through that process.
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's, it's currently a very manual survey. It's a, it's an Excel sheet. <laughs> and it, it consists of, uh, I think, 36 questions. So it's quite thorough and it goes to everyone in the company. So um, it doesn't matter if it's a working student or a team lead or a C-level. Um, it literally goes to everyone. And we try to also find some parameters so um people we we try to see if there's any differences if people just joined the company or they've been with the company for a year and it, it it's concerned with like a whole scope of questions relating to like personal resilience like how do you feel currently but also how do you assess the dream relationships you feel you can learn in the company um is there anything you would like us there's also open questioning is there anything you would like us to improve what could improve your happiness um it's a a bunch of questions about like how do you regard the relationship with your leadership with your team lead do you feel haydrops is a good organization to work for so it's very thorough and i think Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of invest from the people but also from us but i think the quality and breadth of data is um really good to have for us as the people team to work on
0: yeah and and is the survey entirely anonymous
1: it's entirely anonymous so um what we do we try to do it by team But obviously not all teams have enough team members to really make sure that this is anonymous. So um, we do group teams into bigger teams and we always allow for a minimum of four people in one team to make sure that it's anonymous. Um, There is questions if you and I think this is a question that is uh, that is right. Like if you wanted to do it because of the parameters, like how long people have been in the company, where are they working? you could probably find it out i mean this is the reality of a company that's not 10,000 people um but i i i don't know really know why this is of concern like i want people to be honest i want to know what people are thinking and for me this is feedback that i'm really grateful for so mm-hmm. i think this is a culture we also have at hey jobs where we don't only have this type of survey but we have a bunch of very regular opportunities to give feedback. And I think this for us as a company is something we want to have, to have open discussions and have really honest feed and honest and direct feedback cultures. So um, yeah, we I don't care who said what, I just wanna know what are the big things we need to do? What do we need to look out to? Are we creating a good work environment for everyone?
0: Yeah, yeah, excellent. And uh, and we, with 36 questions, um, obviously, that's a lot of data that you then create. <laughs> um, how do you then, you know, sit down and go through that data? And who is then part of that process of, um, you know, reading through all those questions, you know, going through the, um, the, doing the analysis, and then taking that through to building an action plan? And how, how does that work within HeyJobs?
1: Yeah, so um, we as the people team will analyze the data and we usually will analyze it by area. So there will be um, an engineering part, like the product owners, um, what does the revenue organization think? And we will share this with a C-level that's responsible for this area. So very high level, we will share this information and we will also share the combination of teams that area includes, and the C level will share it with their direct reports. So this will be part of a con- conversation in the follow-up time. Um, that they have a conversation about, okay, hey, for our specific area, what can we do? Is there anything maybe in the tech stack we need to improve the way we do sprint meetings? Is there something we can change in the way we sell? Is there something and do people need more training in certain areas? So I think for the very team-specific areas, um, the C-level will actually own that process. And then, obviously, we will also look at things that are a little bit more general and more people-related, um, like, hey, can we have a diff- more plants in the office? I mean... It's an easy win. Of course you can. I'm super happy. <laughs> and I think for these very specific topics, we will take them as a people team and see what we can do, how we can, how we can improve on certain elements that we can directly influence.
0: I see. Okay. And um, I wanted to come back to, uh, to something that you mentioned uh, a minute ago about how a feedback culture is, is super important to you. What, what does that mean in the context of hey jobs?
1: So in the context of hey jobs, I think um, it's very much something that we base on our values. So we have three values, which is teamwork, drive, entrepreneurship. And I think we make it very explicit that teamwork for us means that we want to collaborate. But also part of this is that we really directly want to communicate and give feedback and receive feedback. And we're trying to put this into practice um, by having a lot of regular check-ins. So I think there is a very much a dual fix or one-on-one culture. So there's weekly or bi-weekly check-ins that team members have with their team leads. And then every six months, we also have a feedback day where we take a day where we take the company out of their daily routines and their daily operations. And it's a whole day where we do company retrospective with the whole company on different areas, Um, the teams will give upward feedback um, to their team leads, and also we will have a whole afternoon of peer-to-peer feedback where people can just feedback with people they work with closely, but maybe not in the same team. So this this is something that we have as part of the annual and very regular HR initiatives that we do
0: okay excellent that makes sense and then um and then also um i wanted to ask about performance reviews yeah. um how, <laughs> how how do they work within hey jobs
1: so of course this is also part of feedback um this is a, a different stream so um we do uh, a performance review every six months so we also have a spring cycle and an autumn cycle and um we are doing this tool based, so we're using Leapsome <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> for this um, yes. and um, our performance reviews are facilitated via the tool and we always review on the impact as well as the values. So I think this also iterates that we believe it doesn't only matter what we achieve but also how we achieve this. And um, So we're doing this every six months. Um, It includes a a direct feedback from team lead to team member and team member to team lead, Um, but also it includes further information from peers that the team member is working with.
0: Okay, excellent. Thank you for that detail. And and then within your team, what are the other um, processes that you own or what are the the big strategic initiatives that, that your team have implemented recently?
1: Uh, I, I think recently has been a bit of a crazy year obviously. Um, I think generally what we do care for is I think next to the feedback in the performance management area I think we do have one stream which is very much culture based which is the team events. We have usually four company events a year and then we have a budget for um individual team events and i think all this is facilitated and also encouraged through the people team um, we also have um, the people operations part where it's just scaling the company and making sure that how the company works are the processes still working reviewing these processes so i think this is um also a very important part and then you also have The talent acquisition side, which is also planning ahead, how you're going to fill positions that come up in teams when you're extending teams. Um, So I think there's a lot of streams in HR that you are trying to hold together in in one team.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you mentioned there that um, you have a dedicated budget for team events. Um, Yes. And so I wanted to ask, like, as in your role as, as chief people officer, do you have a, um, a dedicated budget for HR? And can you talk us through how that budget is set um, and how that budget is allocated <laughs> without oh. giving away too many too many um, <laughs> um, confidential specifics? <laughs> <laughs> so I,
1: I can't tell you how much it is, but no. yes, I have a budget. And. <laughs> um, we Every October and November, we do are doing the budget process for the next year. So um, the way it works is the budget really has two components. I think the one component is what I or we call a maintenance budget. So this is budget that I need to keep the company at the structure and the levels that it is. So that would include... Mm. Um, company events that we do every year that would include um, setups that we have, that would include employee celebrations. So based on, and it's very much related to headcount most of the time or number of new hires or new joiners. So this is the budget I will do based on what are we planning, how are we planning to grow the headcount. And um, this is basically just keeping the company at the level that it's now. And then there's a second part, and this is basically the investment cases that I make. So um, if I have any specific plans for next year or also something that I believe we will need to implement as the company grows, then I make an investment case and I write down what I want and why I want it, and how much it will cost. And I think then with every budget, then you have all the different areas having their investment cases. And I think then it's just a conversation to be had. It's it's what do we need? The company needs more to invest in. What do we think has the most impact? And on this basis, we decide what kind of investment cases and how many investment cases we want to have in the people
0: I see okay and um, and so as you mentioned you don't, you're now about 120 people was it yeah yep. and uh and so you know what are some of the big things that you're excited about looking forward um what are some of the topics that you're uh you've got your eye on for 2021
1: um oh okay moving forward um I'm I, I think I'm always excited about growing the company I think it's um I think it's always challenging, and I think it's it's just the reality that when you grow a company, um, you will also face challenges that you didn't know you had. I think it's just a very natural process that what the company needs and what the team needs will change with a different headcount, a different size. Maybe you're moving into separate offices, so um, I think. I think for me next year, I think it's it's a bit of an off year next year because it's so unpredictable and it's not really plannable. Um, I think at this point, we would like to go a little bit more into training and development. Um, I think we're doing a lot of initiatives individually, but I think the more the company grows, you lose this implicit knowledge people have just by – knowing everyone and talking to everyone and i think making this a little bit more implicit and a little bit more formalized and trained people i think this is this is something i have kind of at the back of my mind at the moment but i think just finding a new normal and making sure that everyone in the company is doing well and the company is doing well during that pandemic um, is probably number one <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And on on the topic of of training and development, are there certain programs that you have in place already today across the company?
1: Yes. So um, we have a very, very structured onboarding for all employees. So there is um, a lot of trainings and intros these employees get just to get very familiar with a lot of teams across the company, but also the culture and how we operate and just like get a feel for the company and get a lot of knowledge about the market Hay Jobs operates in, the product, um, how we do things at Hay Jobs. So I think this is a very formal training for all the new joiners that we have. And we also have a graduate program at Hayjobs, which is for um, young professionals that want to join Hajabs and um, just gain a lot more experience in the sales function. And it's a very structured two-year program that also has a two-year training arc. So at different points, they will get different trainings from either external coaches or internal coaches. It's a lot of sales training, but I think especially for young professionals, it's also... A lot of internal training on how to communicate, um, a little bit on self-awareness. How do you get to know yourself better? And how do you get to know how you function and operate in an organization? Um, So I think we already have very special, like very, very good training programs in place. But I think the more a company grows, um, I think this is always something you can improve on.
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's great to hear that you already have uh, already have those uh, those graduate programs in place. How how yeah. many how many people do you bring on in each cohort as such?
1: Yeah. So um, we start at beginning of each quarter, and we're adding about like twelve people into the program. I think that's for them. It's a nice number to have as a group, and obviously. I think you always remember the people you start with and the people you've been in the first onboardings with. And I think for them to experience this as a group is really nice. So um, we have 12 people joining each quarter and they will go through the program together. Um, They will be in different teams, which is nice because they will get to know like they will not just be that one group of young professionals, but they will be really like connecting with a lot of people within the company. But um, yeah, they will um, go through the trainings together and, and just have that experience as a group of them. And I think that's really, really nice to have. And I think it's very hands-on experience, but it's also a lot of input and a lot of uh, training and learning they can have in these two years
0: yeah excellent that's a that's a really exciting way to to get an introduction to to both the company <laughs> and the and the industry very cool and um of course uh, you mentioned how this year has been uh rather <laughs> unpredictable <laughs> let's say <laughs> um for you as a people function, can you talk us through some of the you know the challenges that you've had to face and some of the um the changes that you've made as a result of the pandemic Yes
1: yeah, so um Yeah, I think it has been very a talk. I think there was, I I remember talking to the team in June, and we all thought the year was already over. Like it it felt like an eternity. Um, I think it was very. I think it was for everyone. It was a very stressful time. I just don't think it's just the people teams affected. Um, But for us, because we were a very office based company, and I think this is also how we build the culture and how as a people team we manage the culture. I think we created a lot of space and opportunity in the office for very unintentional conversation, unintentional bonding where people just meet or people do a team event after work together or people have the opportunity to mingle in collaborative areas. I think when you build a company that's so much based on the space you're all working in, then moving to a very fully remote setup, I think was for sure the main challenge. And I think the main challenge is that you try to create this unintentional meeting and conversation and bonding space in a remote environment, which means you need to make it a lot more intentional. And I think I think we are still learning, and I think the whole internet has been learning how to do that. And I think it's it's just a process for all of us. But I think the team's been great, and they've really engaged. And um, yeah, I'm 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 really happy how we got to December, nearly December.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, do you uh, foresee yourselves going back to the office? um in exactly the way that you were set up before or do you think that um there there will be lasting changes that uh will come as a result of this
1: yeah so i think we looked into it how we would want to set up the work mode long term for the first time in september and um i think there's a lot of learnings you can have from that experience moving everyone fully remote because i think before that everyone has a personal opinion to home office. People like it, people don't like it, but not everyone has an experience with it. And I think now for the first time you could have that conversation and everyone experienced it, and everyone, everyone had their own experience with it. And I think we found that it was very different, the effect it had on different teams Mm -hmm. and, um, I think we found that for certain teams it worked incredibly well, which um, was a sign like where we couldn't really see that it affected people. And I think there are certain teams for who really wanted to go back to the office and who really missed it. And I think it, it really differs. I think it a, differs maybe on your personal circumstances, like how, are you living on your own and you really feel the isolation or do you have a family and you feel it's too busy? And I think it's it's very depending, but I think we found that we will not go back a hundred percent to that office based setup, but we actually looked into making it more of a hybrid like some office days, some on-site days. and I think we're still. We're still in the process of figuring it out long term, mm-hmm. um, but we've been looking into different work modes for different areas and how they can work together.
0: Yes, yeah. And has there been anything that you have found has worked particularly well for you um, during this time?
1: Um, remote work, or
0: yeah, to make to make remote working, uh, you know, more more efficient for everybody.
1: Um, I. I hope so. Um, I hope like we, we try to get everyone a really good setup. So um, we made sure that we could have desks and chairs and screens and just every, like I think the IT setup we, we did really well. And then I think we did a lot of initiatives um, to really support people in that, in that area because I think it's not just about And I think, I think we, we shouldn't forget it's not just about a changing work mode for people. It's also living in a global pandemic and how it affects everybody's life. So like people can't travel anymore. People can't visit families anymore. And I think we did a lot of, we did a lot of initiative on that part as well, just supporting people and mental health and bringing this issue to more visibility, because I think this is one part during the pandemic that I think needed a lot of focus mm-hmm. for the team. And um, I hope we're doing a good job, but this is, this is a little bit the crux with remote. Um, it's not as easy to get a feel for people and, and, and get a check in. Like, I think you need to do a lot of, you need to really call people, make coffee meets. Um, but I think the team's done really well. And um yeah. So far, I I hope we're we're doing a good job in supporting everyone in that new setup.
0: Yeah, and on, on the topic of mental health, um, are, are there any initiatives that you have done specifically on that area?
1: Yeah. So I think mental health, for me, is 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 a bit of a, a very core to my heart. I think it's one of the topics that still has a very very high stigma. Um, uh, in a working context so this is something I really pushed. so we started a cooperation with Mila Health mm-hmm. which is an online platform that offers they offer a couple of online courses um, for stress reduction but what I think is really like one of the USPs is they offer um, a range of people you can talk to so they have professionals they have Business coaches, therapists, um, in the back of their team, you can talk to. So, this is something we offered um, to the team to use and really make use of that. Because I think as an employer, you you cannot you cannot expect people to freely share everything about their private lives, even though it might affect their work. And I think this gives them a platform to. Be very free about sharing and getting the support they need, and we also did a lot of um, health and and just move, movement challenges. So we had a health challenge um, where we just gave little tasks to people like, hey, walk ten thousand steps, and um, we we implemented a few more Zoom classes. So we have a, a meditation class, and I think. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago was mental um, mental health awareness day worldwide I'm really bad with those days but we actually have a mental health week at the moment where we do like a daily meditation with an external coach so I think I think we gave that a lot of visibility and I hope that it really helps people to stay sane <laughs> Yeah,
0: that, that's that's really great that you uh, you, you offer these um, these opportunities to to employees um, when uh, when needed. That, that's excellent. Um, great, and uh, so I wanted to jump back to um, the career topic for HR professionals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if you were uh, mentoring somebody just starting out their career in in HR, what would your advice to them be today?
1: So I I. Honestly, I sometimes don't really feel qualified saying this because I did not have a very straightforward CV, um, and I have not had that specific career path in my mind for myself. Um, I think I always knew I wanted to work with people, and what I want, what I did, should have had like people at their core. And I think. I, I honestly think what helped me most as a as an HR professional is um, doing a lot of work on myself and becoming aware of how I work and how I interact, because I think this is the basis of understanding how humans connect and humans respond. And I think this is something i think if if you're enjoying hr um something that would always help in creating relationships with people and really um getting getting to be able to help them is the better you understand yourself so i think this is this is something that i found very useful for myself and um just really um really enjoy working with people because i think there's a lot of ways into HR and I think everybody has their own preferences. So for example, I, it's a very, like a a very long time ago, but I trained in payroll and I absolutely loved it. (laughs) And a lot of people don't like it. And I think the way, I think it doesn't really matter what you specialize on to go through a certain career path, but I think um, that you really, want to work for people and for a team and really make better how these people connect and communicate and I think this is this is just what I would uh, tell people
0: <laughs> okay. yeah thank you for that and so um so you, you said that you've had a, a, a perhaps a, a non-traditional career path into the, this uh, the, this route um and you mentioned the training about about payroll <laughs> which is obviously- yes. a <laughs> One, one uh one aspect but has there been any other um particular like trainings or um you know career development topics that you've embarked on that have been really impactful for your your own career
1: um i think the hardest transition you make or i don't know if, i don't know if it applies to everyone but i also see it now at hey jobs and the team i think the one of the most significant transitions you will make is when you move from an individual contributor to a team lead. Mm-hmm. I think that transition is very substantial. And I think people find it really hard to rearrange priorities and how to structure themselves. And I think it, 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 it's kind of like people think they still need to do everything by themselves. And they also need to manage a team while the challenge is how can you get things done with and through a team and I think any trainings I had at that transition point when it came to leadership and prioritizing and how to how to motivate people and how to really manage my time as my most valuable resource I think this is the trainings that have been very fundamental to me and i think this is also something i always try to give back and and give to new leaders because i think this is a transition that's very substantial and um, i think it really affects a lot of how well you deal with this transition how well you set up for moving further
0: I see. Yeah. And, and, uh, and obviously uh, that applies to anybody in their career, not just uh, to people in the the HR function. Um... Yeah,
1: of course. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, um, but I also think that it's the challenges you have are not always very specific to the job you do. I think we all go through super, super similar challenges and what we learn and what's the next building block is. So
0: yeah excellent and so um in your in your role today then where, where do you go for um your resources your inspiration your learning to make sure that your your skill sets are at the forefront of the industry
1: um I, th- I think it's interesting I think um I think with people I think what one of your one of your most learnings is being really aware of what's going on around you. So I think it's educating. I think people in your team and in your companies are always mirroring what's going on in society. And I think everybody has is not only affected by work, but also by society. So I think I try to keep up a lot by reading what's going on i i like i read a lot of medium articles and i just talk to people (laughs) and i think um yeah i think just being really being really open to learn and also let yourself be educated about things you might not know a lot about is um something that helps you to understand people and how to how to bring people together. So I think this is, um, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of looking what's going on in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds good. And um, and are there any books that you have read um, in your career that you found particularly uh, impactful?
1: Um, I think I read, I think I read the Art of Happiness. Um, by the Dalai Lama, which is so old, and I read it miles ago, but I thought it was really, really interesting when it came to human connectivity and interaction. Okay. And I also read Emotional Intelligence, um, which is also a super old book, but I think it's it's still incredibly relevant. And I think it was one of the first books I read that really concerned with like the psychological part of leadership, of dealing with humans, dealing with people. And I still, I I really enjoyed it. And I still think it has a lot of relevant applications today.
0: Okay. Excellent. So they're they're the books that you would recommend uh, our listeners to, uh, to check out.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. And, uh, and so a, a couple of final questions. Um, how do you see HR evolving as a as a function? Um, you know, are there other are aspects of the role that you think have uh, have really shifted over over recent years, and where do you see that heading in the future?
1: Yeah, I think I think the main shift that has been happening, to be honest, is the one of definition. So I think um, HR was very much for a very long time concerned with the resource with one single resource in the company and I think a lot of times nowadays it's uh, it's moving to people and people teams and people manager and I think I actually think this is one of the developments that has been really important to acknowledge that people are not I mean as much as they are a resource they're not one resource they're the core of your company and mm-hmm. they're the core of how you achieve things as a company and i think this mindset shift has been really significant and i think it opened up a lot of a lot of initiatives and developments after that so how do you see people not only as employees but as a whole how you deal with people um, how you how you develop people so i think this this mindset change has been really good for for the people function
0: <laughs> okay. okay that's that's good to hear and um and then lastly um obviously uh you know the there are always many challenges that we all, all face in our jobs um and and maybe this isn't specific to uh, to your job but is there an hr challenge as a whole that you wish could be solved
1: An an hr challenge
0: yeah so so something that uh, that, that perhaps um, you know, if you could wave wave a magic wand, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would would be really impactful. Um, something that you would uh, you would you would uh, help help to fix.
1: Interesting. Um, I think if I could get everyone to talk more with each other and communicate more and listen more, um, I think that would literally solve a lot of HR problems
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's that's very very valid and uh <laughs> yeah, that's uh something that sounds very easy but uh I can to- totally imagine is uh, is a big challenge for you <laughs>
1: yeah I I to be honest I think um I think it's interesting how little we listen and how little we communicate considering it's sometimes the easiest and shortest measure we can have and I think this is something I always try to encourage and I think a lot of a lot of work you do as a people team is getting people to mediate to talk to each other to uh, understand each other better to understand themselves so I think yeah I think it's such as you said I think it's such a simple measure that um, people don't do enough yeah
0: (laughs) And and uh, and so just to, to dig into that, you mentioned um, that obviously uh, people have uh, have their one on ones at hey jobs. Are there any other like initiatives that you uh, you try and help facilitate to um, to enable people to have these conversations?
1: Yeah. So I think what we do is we ask for a lot of feedback. So I think this is just really asking people, um, hey, what did you think about this? What did you think about this? Um, I think this is this is something that's really important. We also do a lot of work to strengthen the team dynamics and the team bonding with the team lead, but also across the team. So I think this is this is something that you really need to facilitate to give people these platforms. And, um, yeah, and I think especially now recreating these unintentional meetings and the unintentional conversations mm-hmm. that people have with lots of tools and lots of try and error but i think this is uh, something we are trying to recreate remotely as well that people just get to chance meet and have a conversation with each other
0: yeah yeah excellent great well daniela this has been a, a really interesting conversation thank you so much <laughs> for uh, for joining us and uh yeah i hope, uh, hope you've enjoyed it as well
1: yeah thank you so much for having me and uh, yeah thank you
0: great thank you very much take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of People Over Perks by Leapsum. We're available on the Leapsum YouTube channel and all major podcasting platforms so you can hit subscribe to receive each episode as it's released. We also have an email newsletter and a Slack community where you'll find great resources and discussions on how to build a high-performing, humane and diverse company culture. You can find the link in the show notes or you can head to the resources section at leapsum.com. Thanks for joining us and see you next time.